so that you just think over some of the things that we are talking about. But is it good so far? <laughs> uh, sometimes I, people don't like me, but they end up liking me because of the things I say. But I just like us to share truth without blending it, without trying to please ourselves or please people. Amen. Let's speak the truth. Let's stand for the truth, whatever it is. We, we bring in too many things, like Max was saying all morning, we bring in too many things into the gospel that the gospel in the true sense doesn't need. How I many of you know now that even in, in the U.S., you have to meet marketers? I have a particular network that keeps sending me email, what I must do to promote my church, to increase my church. You know, <laughs> I just laugh. I don't respond, but they keep sending. I don't know how they got my email from the U.S. You know, people, they engage marketers, and they tell pastors how to behave how to walk. They train just like they train president to walk, models to do catwalk. You know what's catwalk? Then this one is pastor walk, you know? <laughs> You're doing all of that to be able to, man, I, sometimes you just crude and just let the spirit do what he's doing. Be free. You see, you, you're getting too stiff and they uh, become stiff naked stuff. You're getting too stiff. Allow the Holy Spirit to do the job. Just relate. Just be a free man. Just relax. Don't pretend. Don't, 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 don't. Just be yourself. Just be natural. Hmm? Are you there with me? Okay. L let me continue. So, we talked about spiritual fathering. We talked about, you know, what it takes, the excess of you being a father is to raise the people, so pastors, you cause them to grow. And that is the ultimate. Cause them to grow. So, the challenge is how, what is the growth level? Now, you see, fine, I believe in growth in the sense of what we call growth. But I always say this, that somebody is expanding huh, does not ultimately indicate that it's healthy. Does it make sense? Somebody can blow up. It could be a sickness. He's, he's, he's putting on weight, he's putting on weight. It could be a sickness. So, church, like he said, can grow overnight, but no foundation. You just have a lot of people who don't know their left from their right, as far as believing is concerned. Don't grow such a church. After all, Jesus got 12 and told the whole world upside down. 12 people. If you can raise people who knows exactly who they are, you don't need to compete with anybody. Your church will get to where it's supposed to be. Is that okay? You don't need to compete with anybody. You see, there are some churches in this world today that you don't hear so much, but they're very big churches. For instance, the Mormons. You, some of you don't even know them. But even in this city, they do not only have a place there, I have seen several other branches in several places. One is by Japade. You don't even know they are existing. They don't make noise. No TV, nothing. No adverts. But they're just moving. It is because we are free here. That is why we do all the noise that we make and think we have an increased. When we went to Dubai, when I was preaching in Dubai in February, no noise. It was <laughs> what Munya would call underground churches. We did meetings in underground churches. Because the Muslim community is because you're free here. That's why you make all the noise, put on the hand, be everywhere, your face is all over the place. The guy that I worked with there, he changes his phone number almost every now and then. But the work that guy is doing, you who is putting hand bills can't do it. You know one thing he shared with me? A lot of Pakistanis, when they come to Malaysia, especially young couples. They just say, go on vacation. Once they get married, like honeymoon, go on vacation. And then they come to Malaysia for vacation. He said, there is something he knows, he recognizes them with. When they're married, you can identify 
new couples in the beach. So he goes there. You know this guy? He goes there with Arabic Bibles. And when you look at them, he say, you know what I say? Yes, we're on vacation. I say, can I bless you? So yeah, bless me, bless me. Bless me. And people don't know how to bless people. They'll give you things. That he will pray for them. I'll give them Arabic Bible. They will go reading this Bible and end up not going back to Pakistan. Now they have Pakistani church in that country. So last year, before we went to that meeting, that's this year, they called his phone number from Pakistan. Muslim guys looking for him to kill him. Because he's turning many people into God. They call his phone number. He is suspected definitely this is not a genuine. And he said, are you the one? He said, I'm not the one. Remove the phone number. I said, but do you know where these people worship? He said, no. He has to change his phone number. His house, you don't visit him. I've never visited his house. We are working as partners. It was only he told me, he said, when you come in October, I will take you to my house. Men who are doing the work, where is their church? And his souls are your reward at the end of the day. He has more soul than you making noise on TV. Because these guys that are getting converted, they are genuinely getting converted. Not, not when you put bait on the road. Somebody was right. I don't know how far that is true. That if you come early to church, they give you a laptop in one church. I don't know how far that is true. Is that conversion? You're going to church because of laptop that they'll give to you or bread that will give to you by the gates. <laughs> Leave this thing. There is more to the gospel. Can I hear an amen to that? So what am I saying? Turn people unto righteousness. Be a father. Bet Christ in people. That's my challenge for you. Let's move on now. I want to, how do you do this? Let's go to the process. Because the Bible says you have to be a father. You have to bet Christ in people. Turn to me. Turn with me to James chapter 1. Let's look at James chapter 1. How do you beget people? Because Paul said, I've begotten you. How? How? How do you beget people? James 1. Let's look at this. Uh, verse 18. Here it says, Of his will begat he us with what? The word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruit of a creature. Of, we, of his will begat he us with what? That's the key thing. Okay, take it from the message. Verse 18. Look at it. Very interesting. He brought us to life using the true word. Not gimmicks. Showing us off as a crown of all his creatures. He begot us using what? The true word. What do you preach? You see why life is not formed the people? Because... We, we manipulate. We're not preaching truth. Of his will begotten us with the word of truth. Because the word itself is life. The word is creative. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now I'd like us to read a passage. I just want you to think, my friend. I want you to think, people of God. When we do this ministry, what do we truly preach? It means the word you release can bet people or produces life in people. It simply means the type of word you release will determine the kind of life or seed you are sowing. It's going to be either life or death. Amen? So, you can bet people into God's kingdom to become Christ-like. Or you can even kill people, making them more demonic. Honestly. By the things you say, by the things you preach. Okay. Revelation 14. Yes, I'm going to share one or two things. Like I said, second session is not going to be too long. But let's take a look at it. Revelation 14. Let's look at verse 1. Reading down. 
And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. How many of you know what Mount Zion is? Mount Zion is not in Palestine. Is that okay? According to Hebrews 12, 22, Mount Zion is the church of the living God. So, where is Jesus standing today? In the midst of the church. Is that okay? Even, remember, in the book of Revelation, if you read in 2, 3, speaking about the seven churches, some of you need to get that CD or manual as well. You see, see Jesus standing in the midst of the seven candlesticks. How many of you remember that? What are the seven candlesticks? The seven churches. So where is Jesus always standing? In the midst of his people. Is that alright? And one thing you need to understand is if you stand in the midst of the people, look at it. And with him I hundred and forty and four thousand having his father's name written in their forehead. And so... <laughs> 144,000 people now want to count in arithmetic formula to get 144,000. Let me just read first. I'll explain one or two things to you. Go to the next verse, verse number two. And it says, And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters, and the voice of a great thunder, and they hear the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Mm -hmm. And they sung as it were a new song, Magdad. Before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song by the hundred and forty and four thousand could be redeemed, Magdad, from the earth. Next verse. These are they which were not defiled with women, Magdad, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from amongst men, being the first fruit unto God and to the Lamb. How are they first fruit? We read that in James 1, verse 18. They are begotten by the word of truth. Is that okay? Verse 5. And it says, And in their mouth was fine, no guy, no lies. For they are without fault before the throne of God. But let's speak two things from this passage. This Bible is telling us that Jesus, who is the Lamb, is in Mount Zion, and those with him are 144,000. And so, my brethren who are Jehovah's Witnesses says, the only people that will go to heaven or something is 144. Uh, if that is the case, I don't know why up to now they have not been able to get the water of 44 so that Magino can come and crash the wall. See, 144 is coming from the number 12. God deals in multiples and in thousands. For instance, he says, a cattle on a thousand hill is mine. Is that okay? Those who proclaim the world, Psalm 66, I mean, 96 or so, it talks about 68, it talks about thousands. In fact, in Deuteronomy 32, it talks about those who follow the land from the mount are thousands and thousands. Is that okay? God deals in thousands. I would say thousands is God's number. How do you get your 144? It's 12 times 12. What is 12? The kingdom of God. That's why you have 12 fruits. I mean, 12 apostles. Is that okay? 12 foundation stones. 12 tribes of Israel. 12 is a number of the kingdom of God. So the increase of God's number is what gives you 144. And that includes you and I. Because this 144, the Bible says, they are begotten by the word of truth. It says they are virgins. Follow the description. Is that okay? What does it mean to be a virgin? It's simple. Some of you need to get the city. We're dealing with that. Mighty 25. Very interesting. You will like it. A virgin is simply a man that is not corrupted by the system of religion. It's not just talking about a woman. Okay, go back a bit. Let's read that. Go back. Go back to verse number. Uh, what verse? 
Okay, verse number four. Go to verse four. Look at that. These are they which will not defy with women. Wait a minute. Is it only women that defies people? Or well, our thinking is men that defies women. But now women are defiling these ones. What does that mean? Because women in the Bible stands for churches. Here are people who are not defiled or corrupted or messed up by the church system. They are following purely what Jesus says. Are you listening? They are not defiled by women. And the Bible says they are what? Virgins. Okay, I'll show you. I'll show you. In case you we'll come back here. But just flip on the board, 1 Corinthians 11. Let me see. Is it first or second? Just try, let me see. Very quickly. If we can get it. First Corinthians 11, put it on the board. No, that's not what I want. Go to Second Corinthians 11. Let me just show you. I'm trying to define for you what, who a virgin is. Is that okay? Second Corinthians 11, let's look at verse number 1. Because you say they are not defiled by women. That's the emphasis. Okay, look at it. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. Mm-hmm. For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as what? A chaste virgin to Christ. Did you get that? Look at the next verse. But I fear less by any means as the serpent, the women, beguile Eve or deceive Eve through his subtlety. Your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Did you get that? So when you move out of the simplicity that is in Christ and begin to read some bogus teachings and your people's minds are corrupted from staying on Christ, you are one of those women defiling the virgins of Jesus. Are you still there? So he's not talking about literal women. Go back to Revelation 14. You get what the virgin means? So, you can take that to go back now to study Mighty 25. I'll give you an understanding. The kingdom of God is likened unto ten virgins. Is that okay? Who are virgins? Men that the church system have not corrupted their minds. Is that okay? <laughs> Praise the living God. So, back to 14. So, you already know what virgin stands for? Am I right? So what is the Bible saying? These are they that are not defy with women. No relationship with women. No corruption with the church system. Babylon. That takes away from Christ and imposes themselves in his place. So it's not talking about women. That is why you as a leader, what kind of message do you preach to your people? Tell me. Is Christ out? <laughs> Paul is saying, hey, Corinthians, listen to this. I gave birth to you through the living world. But I'm afraid. You, you know what the corruption means? You know what the defiling means? Here was Satan, as it were, coming in the garden and saying, did God say? <laughs> Are you sitting there with me? If you eat of this tree, you, did God say? People say, we, we thought he said. <laughs> God in a minute. He knows the day you eat, you'll be like God. In other words, God is deceiving you. God is taking something too precious from you. You can't trust him with all your mind. I'm telling you, I know better. Are you sitting there with me? And so if God corrupted in his mind, in his thinking, in his understanding, in his faith, in his conviction about who God is, and the husband followed out of love. <laughs> because the Bible says it was not the man that was deceived, but the woman. Am I right? You are, you are a Bible student. Okay. The woman was deceived. So why would Adam fall? 
out of love. The two shall be one. <laughs> he has to follow the woman. You can't drive away my woman alone. I'll follow. <laughs> Are you still there with me? So sisters, <laughs> that's why the Bible also says, man, you better live with them with wisdom. But they are good people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we together? They are not defiled. Okay, let's check it out a little bit from the message if you can. Let's go down to the message if you can. Um, because we need to look at the... I'm, I'm going to be looking at the other one. No, go back to verse 1 very quickly. Verse 1 very quickly. Look at it. It says, I saw it took my breath away. It was amazing. You know why it was amazing to him? Because the lamb was slain, but he's standing. Slain in the world, but standing in the church. Hallelujah. It's surprising. I was thinking he should be lying down. <laughs> but he's standing. Took my breath. The lamb standing on Mount Zion. 144,000 standing there with him. There we are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His name and the name was his father inscribed on their forehead. Can I say something here? Time will not permit me to say this. But listen to me. It has nothing to do with 666 like you're thinking, talking about Mark of the Beast. You know, when you just graduate from Revelation 13 about Mark of the Beast, you come to Revelation 14, you have the mark of the name of the father written on forehead. It's a replacement. In your natural state, you have the mark of the beast. It is your mind. It's your thinking. Nothing to do with no one, two, three, two, six, six, six. Stop thinking like a child. Throw away those Babylonish religious stuff. Burn them up. Get back to God for understanding. You are expecting something is going to be on your head. Six, 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 six. If you walk in the street, six, 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 you go and buy. You go to ShopRite to buy. <laughs> ShopRite. The only I just build it now. <laughs> Come on, stop this kind of thinking. Is that all right? The mark of the beast is just your natural mind. It's, it's between your two eyes. It's here. Huh? Name of the father. And the son means you're taking the identity of the father. You're taking the mind. You see, it's not, no, no, we're saying, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The name of a person is the nature of a person. So, it's like saying, baptize the name of the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. You think that is river stuff? I know about your theology. You could go study. First Corinthians 10. The Bible says you were baptized into Moses and into the cloud. How were they baptized into the cloud? First Corinthians 10, in the wilderness. Said they were baptized into Moses and into the cloud. How were they baptized into the cloud? <laughs> what it simply means is it, they were brought into obedience to the laws of Moses. That's baptism. When you're baptized into somebody's name, you come to be a follower of that person. That's why Paul was saying, did I baptize you in my name? In other words, are you supposed to follow me or follow Christ? Come on, somebody, First Corinthians. No, I'm not dealing with that. But just a little bit. Okay, verse 2. I'm sorry if that upset you somehow. Thank you. Verse 2. I heard a voice out of heaven that sounded like a cataract, like the crash of thunders, and then I heard music, harp music. You know what he's trying to say? Because so many people are saying the same thing, so it's like a thunder. Because it's a group of 144 saying the same thing. Loud voice. That's why I say it's like cataract, like sound of many waters. What is many waters? His people. Did you not say that in Revelation? Mystery Babylon. The hallowed sitting upon many waters. And the Bible said the waters which you saw are tongues and tribes and nations and people. To sit means to control. So Mystery Babylon is controlling many people. So this sound is the sound of many people. The redeemed. Hallelujah. Are you following this? 
and the harpers singing a new song. That is where I'm bringing us to this day. Singing a new song before the throne and the four animals, whatever. I don't want to deal with the animals, but you must remember the animals. The eagle, the ox, the lion. What's that? What's that? You follow that? These are the animals that's there. Is the redeemed nature of Christ, which you find in the four gospel: Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke. Is that all right? So it's not the kind of beast you see in the river. I mean, in, in the forest, something like that. Don't think this way. That's another story. If you allow me, we'll deal with that some other time. Thank you. Only the hundred forty-four thousand could learn to sing the song. This is very important. They were bought from art. How are we bought from that? You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. For you are bought with the blood of Jesus. They were bought from art. So he's talking about the whole people that have become believers. Go on there. Live without compromise. Virgin fresh before God. Wherever the land went, followed. They were bought from humankind, first fruit of the harvest of God and the Lamb. Not a false word in their mouths. A perfect offering. Hallelujah. Not a false word in their mouths. I'm asking. <laughs> what do you preach? But let's come back home. So let me look like I'm trying to attack you. Let's come back home and just give attention to what we're dealing with. They sang a new song. These are redeemed people from the earth. Are you there with me? And James 1:18 said, We are all redeemed, we're virgins before God, first fruit of God, because we were bought with the price and redeemed with the word of truth. The Bible says these kind of people, they don't have false word in their mouth. Why do they not have false word? Because they have not been deceived or corrupted by the women. Just like Satan did to Eve in the garden. Is that okay? In other words, they are staying true and pure to whatever Jesus says. Praise the living God. Do you understand what I'm saying here? They are standing for Jesus. They are believing into Jesus. They stay for whatever Jesus says. They are not going to compromise it. Okay. But they sang a new song. What song is this? Because number one, if it is new, then there was an old song. <laughs> Now we're going to trace the old song now. <laughs> Are you see that? <laughs> you see, if you check Revelation chapter number 10, the Bible talks about, even Revelation 5, Revelation 5 said the same thing. You've created all things and all they are, they are were created. You remember that? Remember that? Okay. That was a song. What song was that? It was a song of creation. But the redeemed are singing a song of redemption. Come on, somebody needs to help me here. Listen closely. There was joy when creation came into being. But corruption came into creation. Now if people are redeemed from the realm of corruption, what song will they be singing? A song of redemption. And the Bible says only the redeemed knows this song. Well, let me show you another song. You know, I always make you understand that I have two apostles in the Bible, basically, in a sense, in terms of the church. Apostle Moses on the old order, Apostle Jesus on the new order. Do we agree? Hebrew 3 proves that. Is that okay? Okay. So now, did Moses and his people have a song? Because you see, these people, 144,000, they are standing with Jesus and Mount Zion. And they are singing a song. That means the old church had a song. What song did they have? Song of deliverance. They are singing song of deliverance, but we are singing song of redemption. Come on, somebody here. And I will show you Exodus 15. That's why it is new. We are not singing a song. 
You can spend your time doing the work of Moses. Man, I'm going to stay on what Jesus has done. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you still there with me? The redeemed creatures of God are singing a song of redemption. But let's sing a song of Moses. Let's look at it. Exodus 15. We're just going to read very fast. Excuse me. Exodus 15. Look at verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song. Can you get that? Unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. What is happening? Pharaoh and his people were pursuing them. Are you still there with me? <laughs> and then the sea parted, Red Sea. You know the experience? You've been preaching it. Is that okay? Children of Israel passed. The water came back. Pharaoh and his child, they were all drowned. As soon as that happened, Moses began to sing this song. So what song is that? Song of deliverance. Man, I'm not going to be singing the song of Moses. I'm singing the song of Jesus. <laughs> the new song is for the redeemed. <laughs> I see no enemy pursue me because he conquered them all on the cross. I am victorious. I am a redeemed creature. I am perfect in him. I am holy in him. He paid the price. That's a new song. I'll show you. Look at it. Verse number two. Boy, be fast a little bit. The Lord is my strength and song and he's become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. Mm -hmm. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Hallelujah. Pharaoh's chariot and his horse had he cast into the sea. His chosen captain also had drowned in the Red Sea. Just go to verse 20. Time is not there. But you read the whole verse, I mean the whole chapter, and you begin to see the song that Moses composed after they got delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. Are you still there with me? And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbre in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbres and with what? Dances. Next verse. And Miriam answered them, saying, I mean, answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed, what? Gloriously. The horns and his rider had it thrown into the sea. They are simply repeating the song of Moses. That is why if you are followers, that you sing the song you are singing. Did you get that? That is why I always speak to my ladies, my women in the church, women movement, women liberation. Sometimes you have to be a little bit relaxed. Miriam was a prophetess. She didn't even sing her own song. She sang the song of Moses. Is that okay? Come on, are we together? It's a teamwork. If somebody got a vision, you believe in the vision. Walk with the vision. Wrong with the vision. So Miriam didn't go compose another song. She was simply singing the song of who? Of Moses. The very same song that Moses composed was the song that Miriam was singing. But what am I trying to make you understand? This is a song, which is a song of what? Of deliverance. By that, I mean to say, you have been delivered. Amen? Come on. Is anybody with me? Colossians 1. Am I right? We should give thanks to the Father who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That will be our experience. The next thing is Revelation chapter number 5. Read it now. See what happens. For those who can sing this song, this is where we are. Look at it. Revelation 5. Verse number 9. Revelation 5 verse 9. The Bible says, And they sung what? A new song. Thou art worthy. Who are they trying to describe now? The lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast done what? Redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and what? Nation. Next verse. 
and has made us. Hallelujah. Listen, this thing you are reading is a song. So understand the song you ought to be singing. Understand the song you should be teaching your people. It has to do with what? Redemption. And he made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall do what? Reign on the earth. That's the song you are singing. That's the song you are supposed to be singing. Song of redemption. But Mali captured that. He might be smoking weed. But he captured that. Redemption song. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about? What song do we sing? You sing about the devil. You sing about witches and widows. You sing about the enemy. Sing redemption song. Tell the whole world. You are a priest and a king. That is a song of redemption. We are redeemed people. We are not just being delivered. That is the song of Moses. I am not in the ministry of Moses. I am in the ministry of Jesus. It's a new day for you men. Hallelujah. Redemption song. <laughs> Said they are redeemed from amongst men. And they sang a new song. Which nobody can learn. It is as you come to this revelation. That you can understand what I am talking about. You can teach it to people. It has to be revealed to you. That you are free. And if you are free. Then you are free indeed. Can I amen to that? That is the ministry of Jesus. <laughs> they sang a new song. Glory to God. Hey, you need to catch this understanding. And know who you are. This is your song. Psalm 96, David said, he gave me a new song in the night. It's like saying, oh, come on. This soul will no longer come after you. Absalom is gone. You are a free man. He said, give me a new song in the night. Hallelujah. Man, you need to know what Jesus has done for you. Can I show you some things? The things that follow this new song. You would like to see some? <laughs> Revelation. No, Romans. Romans 3. Romans 3. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, <laughs> some people are still, are still living on old, what I call old history. I'm going to talk about it. Romans chapter 3. We got a new song. Redemption song. Redemption song. Say, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. That was how Bob Marley pulls it. In other words, the problem is in your mind. That man was smoking weed but he got the revelation. He said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery for you alone can do it. No man can do it for you. That was even a man who was not born again. But he was singing the song of the redeemed. <laughs> who told you that God cannot use a donkey to speak to a prophet? Glory! So God, if the church can see it, the heaven will see it. So if the church fails to sing the song they are supposed to sing, then Bob Marley have to teach them. <laughs> Revelation 3, are you there with me? Now let's look at verse 23. Look at the kind of song which is part of the old song. For all have sinned. Hey, but why you take it away? Okay, you have it over there. This guy is there. All have seen and gone short of the glory of God. Isn't it? No, this is one of the good songs. Old song. I'm telling you, this is an old song. <laughs> this is an old song. Can I prove it to you? Next verse. <laughs> Being justified freely. Are you there with me? By his grace, through what? The redemption that is in Christ. You are not a sinner. <laughs> mama, mama. We must unveil Christ. <laughs> Being justified freely by his grace. Through what? The redemption that is in Christ. 
And the new song can only be sung by those who are redeemed. That means the redeemed know that they are justified freely. So say who you are. Sing the song of who you are. You are no longer an old sinner saved by grace. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> okay. I would like to read this from the message. Got a message for me. Start from 23. You can take time to read all of that. You've been reading that before. It's part of the song we used to sing. But it's an old song. It's not current. I want to share a current song. Verse 23. Message translation. Since we've compiled this long and sorrow record as sinners, both us and them, that is Gentiles and Jews, and prove that we are all, that's what, utterly incapable of living the glorious lives God's will for us. Mm -hmm. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself. A pure gift. He got us out of the mess we are in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be. And he did it by means of Jesus. Next verse. God sacrificed Jesus on the altar of the wall to clear that wall of sin. So the whole wall is being cleared. So when we're thinking about this thing, the way we think it's all the problem of our mind, we are not following what God has done. That's why we're still singing old songs. Having faith in him set us in the clear. God decided on this course of action in full view of the public to set the world in clear with himself through the sacrifice of Jesus, finally taking care of the sins he has so patiently endured. He endured it, but he took care of it. Next verse. This is not only clear, but it's now. This is current history. Come on! Hallelujah! <laughs> so some people are still writing and living on old history. But we are producing current history. That is why a song is a new song. It's a song of the redeemed. I am preaching to you what is current This is current history. God set things right. He also makes it possible for us to live in his rightness. Listen, he makes it possible for us to live in his rightness. You know what rightness means there? His word? Righteousness. He makes it possible. Not your effort, not your struggle. He makes it possible. Trust him. I want to ask somebody a question. How many of you know Genesis 20? When Abimelech took Sarah and God began to plague the house of Abimelech, Abimelech said, why are you doing this to me? This man told me that this lady, beautiful as she is, 18 years old, was a sister. That's why I took her. He said, yeah, no. In innocence, if I have you done that. And I have withheld you from going into her. Therefore restored her to the husband. And let the husband pray for you. I, I, come on. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You see, people like to emphasize the eye of Satan. They have never seen the eyes of God. There are so many eyes of God in scripture. You see, I withheld you. If God can stop a heathen from sinning, he's going to stop you from sinning. You've got to believe it. That man was not even born again. He was not a Jewish man. He was not born again. He never had the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit. If God can stop him, he is going to stop you. Don't tell me you're drinking, you can't stop. You're going to stop. Come on, come on. Are you hearing me? Don't tell me you used to insult people, you can't stop. You go to stop. 
nothing's going to stop you. You know what he said? In Isaiah 118, he says, Come unto me, ye that labor. What's the labor? You labor into be righteous. Labor into please God. Laboring, laboring, laboring. Say, just come, come, come. Say, if your sin is as red as crimson, I, I will make them as white as snow. Who is going to do it? Hallelujah. Are we still friends? <laughs> oh, I like current history. I'm not going to sing old song. I'm a redeemed creature. Hallelujah. I know the mind of God. I see where he's going. I know where he's taking his church to. I'm going to stay with the mandate of God and declare what God says. And I'm going to say as a redeemer, let the redeem of the Lord say so. All the cheap gospel going on there. Man's nonsense. They are not singing the song of redemption. They are singing the song of deliverance. I'm not in the church of Moses. I'm in the church of Jesus. I'm in my Zion with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is anybody hearing me? And his blood is precious. It's not the blood of animals. It's the blood of a man. It's the blood of God himself. The other day I was sharing with somebody and said, saw a stick, I said, my blood is bitter. I said, which blood are you talking about? Is it the blood of God in your life? Or the, your old blood? Which one do you mean is bitter? God's blood? Precious blood? Can you describe it? Are you describing the blood which is the body that the blood is bitter? You have no head. By the time we finish, hey, Pastor, I wish your church is in Benin. I will have come here. Say because they have confused us. And some of you sing such songs too. You sing it to your members. I remember singing it. When you say my blood is bitter, the whole mindset they have is the devil wants to kill them, but now he can't kill them. The witch cannot drink their blood. What kind of stupid talk is this? A redeemed creature, witch coming to drink your blood, can't even get close to you. Sing a new song. To them that believe all things are possible. <laughs> he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He said, thousand shall fall at the right hand and left hand. Say, with your eyes shall you behold the reward of the wicked. Last week I read the story of a man, a kene or something, or kene or a kene. He was in the high sea. And their boat capsized, tugboat capsized. It was the only one that survived. As the boat captured, he was one of the cabin. He realized the boat had capsized. He now pulled one oxygen mask, put on his nose, sat down with his boxer for three days under the sea. The divers went in there as they were searching. As they touched him, because they were bringing all the dead corpse out, they touched him, he shook. And then the signals came upstairs to those up that that one is alive. And they brought him out alive. They asked the church, how do you make it? He said, forget about that. This is God. What I'm trying to tell you is this. No matter where you find yourself, God is going to preserve you. Yeah. Under the sea for three good days, he survived. Let me just say, time is not there. But can you be singing a new song now? Ephesians 1. We're going to close from here. Ephesians 1. Oh my God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> Let me just look at this one. I think we'll just close from here. I don't want to take too much of your time. You just go meditate. <laughs> but I love current history. How many of you want to join me to keep on proclaiming current history? Bless you, brother. Huh? Current history. Not that one. We're not talking about Mungo Park here. <laughs> Are you sitting down with me? No, no, no. Not, no, no, no. Current history. Where's my history? I have one history. I was a missionary. Is he in the house? God bless you. Thank you. You can tell us better. We're not talking about Columbus. We're talking about Jesus. Current history. <laughs> I'm not talking about somebody who find your grandfather's skull somewhere buried in the cemetery. No, I'm talking about redeemed people. Current history. 
That's where I belong. Ephesians, are you there with me? Oh, thank you for this. We're free men. Can you see that? That's freedom. Hallelujah! I like it. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Okay. Go with me in a message. Mm. Ephesians 1. I don't know where I'm going to stop on this. So much on this place. It's all about redemption. 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 Redemption song. Hey. And those with the Lamb of Zion, they know they are redeemed. They have to speak as redeemed of the Lord. I, Paul, am on that God's plan as an apostle. <laughs> A special agent of Christ Jesus, writing to you faithful Christians in Ephesus. I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives by God and Father and our Master Jesus Christ. How blessed is God. And what a blessing he is. He is the Father of our Master Jesus Christ and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Hallelujah. Redemption song. Man, these are the things you should be seeing. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Where are you? Next verse. Long before he laid the earth's foundation, he had us in mind. <laughs> Has settled on us as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love. Not by struggle, not by creed. Hallelujah. Next verse. Long, long ago he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into this celebration of his lavish gift given by the hand of his beloved son. Celebration. Can you get where the song is coming from now? We are singing the new song celebrating what Jesus has done. To us! Instead of rejoicing you morning, you go to church every day, you are in sorrow. You hear a message, you come back home, you're crying, you're weeping, you're seeking God. What are you seeking God for? God is already available. He said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. What are you looking for? Man, the only way you can seek him is to be closer to him. Just seek relationship. You're not crying for anything that you have never done. Everything that you need to do, he has done. Lavish gift. Hallelujah. Next verse. Look at that. Because of the sacrifice of the misery, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We are free people. Free of penalties and punishment. Chocked up by our misdeeds. And not just barely free either. Abundantly free. Is there anybody who's trying to sing this song with me? Sing the song of freedom. You are not in the ministry of Moses. That is an old song. Sing the song of redemption. Jesus paid the price. You are a free man. God bless you. Go preach this to your people.